You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a beautiful guest with me today, Lisa Eddy, who is a soul and skin mentor. Welcome. Hi, Kim and listeners. I'm super happy to be here with you today. I'm so glad you're here. And we're going to dive into all things like, like there's so many things we, we'll see where this goes, but like what's coming to me right now is this beauty and power dynamic. And it's such an interesting dynamic because we want, of course, to feel and to be beautiful, which of course everyone is, but we lose feeling it. And there's this power dynamic. And then there's this other dynamic that we've been put on us for beauty. So we'll see where this goes and how this goes. But first, let's get you to intro you. Tell us more about you. And I love what you even just shared right now, like the imprints of beauty that aren't even ours. Mm. So yeah, there's a lot to delve into. So hi, I'm Lisa Eddy. I have been an entrepreneur for 25 years, actually 24 years this October. Yes. And it's 25 or plus years now in the beauty business. I always mix those up because they're closely tied. And uh, I'm a lifer in wellness. I love helping people feel beautiful and self. I love you know, radiating beauty. I love beauty all around me, creating beauty, whether that's through clothing or through artwork, through decorating my home, you know, and we are all meant to feel beautiful. Something you said earlier made me think beauty is our birthright. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's our birthright. Beauty is our birthright. Yeah. yeah. And we are all beautiful. And that is one of the things that I really love helping women with because so many of us have been trained away from who we really are. Like we were either too much, too strong. I actually had a boyfriend tell me I was too strong. <laughs> and did you get small? Did you get small to get in? I had been playing small for a while actually. And it was like the reflection back to me. And that was the pivotal moment. Wow. I just delved right in, but that was the pivotal. That relationship was pivotal because he was reflecting back to me. And he literally said, I know why, you know, people have a problem with you. People meaning you um, <laughs> was, was that you're too strong. And, wow. mm -hmm. and it's just fascinating. I think that so many of us receive these messages that we end up owning, you know, or we don't fit into somebody else's idea of beauty or, um, yeah. So I Absolutely. love helping us all find our roadmap, our personal roadmap back to owning that. Mm. And it is, it's such a beautiful journey. I was giggling too. It was like, you and I have been entrepreneurs for almost the same amount of time. I'm like 26 years. And I was like, yeah. And when I was reading your long bio for me, the getting to know you a little bit more, yeah. I was giggling because yeah, it's two and a half decades of learning and exploring and cultivating who you are and deepening and all of that. So I love that Reiki to breath work, to business, to in life coach training, all of it across the board. There's so much in our own inner exploration that we can then turn and bring to other people. Well, that's the thing. I think if we allow it to be, our entrepreneurial journeys are such a call to rise into the highest version of you. It's our evolutionary path, not mm -hmm. unlike having children, right? 
because personal relationships like a loving or romantic relationship or partnership can be a little bit different. We can blame the other person, right? Because your business is a reflection of where you are, mm. you know, where the leader in the company is. Your children are often a reflection of where you are, right? I love that, that, that even just reflection of where you are at in your career and your business reflection of you, like yes to the children, but I'm like back to the reflection. Like, I love that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. And mm -hmm. I, I, it sounds like, I, I think I love entrepreneurs so much because uh, we do constantly like learning. Typically that's the entrepreneur is kind of an outside. We think outside of the box a little bit. We, we pave our own paths and we're constantly wanting to learn and grow and evolve in general. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. We want more. We want yes. more. Yes. Absolutely. So tell me more, what got you into this beauty, into being a, you know, what you are today in loving and celebrating beauty all around you. What let's go way back. <laughs> Taking it way back. Way back. <laughs> So, you know, even as a really young girl, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember being around 12 years old and doing mini facials at home. Like it was something I was always called to, you know, that nurturing, that self-care, that beautification, uh, oddly enough or funny enough, even picking my high school boyfriend's back, which <laughs> <laughs> grooming is a very natural primal instinct. And uh, when my sisters and my besties at the time found out that I was entering skincare school, they were like, oh my God, that's perfect for you. So being someone who loves to work closely with people and touchy feely and, you know, coaching and counseling people was always a natural instinct and nurturing. So becoming an esthetician was my journey into beauty and wellness. That was where I had first started. And it, it's just a very natural fit. I love it. And think about, have you had a facial before? Oh yeah. Lots. Yeah. Okay. Or so that for those of you listening to, if you've had a facial, if you haven't, you should definitely experience it. And if you have, then you know that it's such an intimate experience. Like think about even where your head is positioned to your practitioner's mm. heart. It's like, right. This really deeply intimate position and vulnerable position. And like how many people actually touch your face? It's not many, like perhaps your lover or your mother. Right. So it's this really intimate position that I found myself in. Yeah. I've never where... thought about that before, <laughs> but yes. Right. Cause didn't you open up? Did you find, I don't know. Sometimes people I'm do these falling first... asleep in them. You left falling asleep. I was about to say the other end is that you do the like spa kind of treatments. Mm -hmm. I never did the really, I mean, I, I did. So as an esthetician, I really love helping people. I would look at people's skin and I wanted to solve the problem. They'd come in and be like, I don't like this. They're like, great. I know how to fix that. Here's what we got to do. If you're on board, it's teamwork. And so it was a lot of coaching during the process and, and inquiry because a facial does not change your skin. So that's a big misconception. People are like, I got to get a facial. I'm like, no, you got to drink water. You got to like do your skincare routine at home, morning and night. You got to stop uh -huh. going to bed with your makeup on. <laughs> All things that I've never done. So that is why I've always drank my water since like 21, like two, three liters a day. I never go to bed with my makeup on. My, my skin is really good. And that's probably why I've never really gone for a fix something facial. It is more like a maintenance because I know it's really good for my skin facial. Yeah. And for your soul, like there's yeah. that beautification piece, that receiving that nurturing, right? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of what I teach my women to do at home too. I uh, joke that I am the queen of self-care and it is sort yeah. of the role of the esthetician, right? We're often teaching you, you know, how to care for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But how at the same time, right. do you separate out? Cause I know you do the innate inner beauty and where in this in your journey did this happen as well the innate inner beauty and empowering 
a person with their innate inner beauty and more patriarchal beauty if there's such a thing you get my point there though right yeah I where do. were you in your journey that you kind of did that so I'm like how far do we want to go back here I'm just crossing you got all the time second. in the world yeah <laughs> well you know as a young girl because I was starting to tell you my journey in skincare like how I got in the field yeah. and my personal journey as a young woman being an attractive young woman and a confident young woman and someone who was very fit and you know fashionable I got a lot of attention and sometimes it was negative attention because um you know I got picked on from being attractive or I got kicked yeah. out of the girls club when I was in the fifth grade. This is the first mm -hmm. time and it shocked me. I was in the fifth grade and my girlfriends broke up with me because they said that the boys just liked me because I had boobs because I developed really young. Oh, so you needed to leave the group so they could get more attention, hopefully from the guys. Yeah. Gosh, children's thinking. But oh, yes, I hadn't even wrapped my brain around. Like I wasn't even thinking like that. So That's I wasn't even brutal. interested in the boys. Yeah. So there was a lot of um, sort of kicked out of the tribe that I experienced and even, you know, uh, over the years to where, you know, even boyfriends picking on me for being strong, like I was saying, it kind of culminated with that one, uh, my Italian lover. Too much, too pretty, too yeah. attractive. Yeah. yeah. Like that who really says? Sports. Like at grade five, you are more connected to your natural innate beauty. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're starting to look at magazines and and um what's the other word um music videos back then and starting to look outward for beauty but you're still kind of in your own inner beauty back then so this would have been like a rude awakening these girls doing this 100 percent mm. and so i had experienced that and even just like my father saying to me at one point when i was i don't know 16 ish maybe tapping me on the shoulder going you're a pretty girl you'll find a good man to take care of you like oh i, I wasn't <laughs> yeah, I supposed to take that one off Ew, yes Yes. Right. So there's all these ideas of like, oh, you can't be beautiful and smart. You can't make money and uh, take care of yourself. Like, what if I yeah. want a relationship? Then I got the idea that, oh, I couldn't be really successful if I, you know, wanted a partner. <laughs> right. Such a big one. We're talking about money and sexuality in my sacred pleasure membership this month. And mm. that's exactly these are the messages to you better not be too smart because you won't get the man or the prince on the white knight white horse sorry the white knight on the horse yeah. with the picket fence and all that you're going to intimidate them yes. and we receive these messages that tell us it's not safe to make money and it, yes and then you know what we do we then we shut off pieces of ourselves so yeah. going back to kind of what you were saying we, that makes us shut down and anytime we're shutting off any piece of ourselves whether it's our intuition you know sometimes people who are really intuitive mm -hmm. get scared by it and we'll shut that piece down if we're shutting down our sexuality because we don't understand it or we were made wrong for it right mm -hmm. what did not... you end up shutting down then did you end up shutting down oh yeah i definitely dimmed my light i was afraid to mm -hmm. shine and i have a leo moon like i'm supposed to be center stage shining <laughs> like mm -hmm. for those of you listening like madonna's a leo just <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> to give you an idea of the leo center stage yeah. um and so yeah i felt more comfortable and confident helping other women shine ironically while i was hiding out in a dark treatment room interesting okay <laughs> So all of this shut down. Yeah. And you were hiding a little bit with this one, one relationship you said too, trying to be smaller. And then he still called you too much. Multiple relationships. That was the, yeah, that was after years and years and years. Right? And that was the pivotal point where he actually got violent with me. And mm. that probably would have been okay in Italy, not okay in San Francisco, California, when he was drunk and wouldn't leave my house. And I ended up having to call the police and it was a whole ordeal where he got arrested and it was traumatizing for both of us, but it also needed to happen because mm. it wasn't okay. 
And even though I didn't know that him getting arrested was going to be the outcome, because I grew up with domestic violence. So of course I would mm -hmm. attract a partner who would do this, even though I didn't stand for it when it mm -hmm. got physical immediately. Mm -hmm. Of course I would attract that. And I had the opportunity to break those chains and I did the right thing. I protected myself and my daughter, but yeah, that I was my breaking point where I was like, okay, something has got to change. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that is where I, you know, rose, answered the calls, if you will, and started journeying out to Bali and Peru and did some deep spiritual work with the ancestors, mm -hmm. you know, and sought answers and guidance and really did that deep inner healing so that I would allow and bring back and reclaim those pieces of me that I were told were wrong or bad so that I could stand in my full power again and I could find my voice again. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then take what you'd already been trained in and love to do. Yeah. And I'm sure it changed, right? How did it change from before oh, in the dark yeah. room celebrating all these other women too? I love later. that you said that. I love that you yeah. made that connection. Yes. And, you know, and it was a process because I was still working in the treatment room one-on-one -on -one for some time as I was going through this journey and the coaching got deeper. I mean, my whole journey kept deepening where getting into the Reiki, I was doing energy work and healing and coaching on my clients. It was so much more than a facial. That's what I started to say. It was not a spa facial. It was like, how yes. can you be the best version of yourself? How can I help you rise? What's in the way of you taking care of yourself? What's, you know, it's really digging and delving and giving them tools. And then with the big shutdown, the world shut down, I did the pivot, the famous pivot we all talk about. And I shut down my brick and mortar skincare studio in San Francisco without question. I instantly, like within a week, I was like, you know what? We're done here. I put turned in my notice. And the landlord was like, did you know you were leaving? No, but I knew intuitively that this was the right thing to do. My journey there was complete. Brilliantly was listening to your inner wisdom. Yes. And it was such a good idea because so many people struggled with the back and forth, the opening and the closing and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, and so then I, you know, started working, just coaching online, came out with my podcast, really getting to share these messages on a broader scale and wrote a chapter in a book telling my story on domestic violence, because I really do have an imprint on my heart to help empower people who have gone through that level of mm -hmm. mistreatment mm -hmm. to, you know, break on through to the other side. So, yeah, so it really shifted. That's so powerful. Yeah. I want to hear more. I'm like, but what do I want to hear more about? <laughs> I know. I saw your face. We're on video. I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about beauty as a frequency. Mm -hmm. Where did you realize that in your journey? And what does that mean? Okay. So are you familiar with Dr. Emoto's work? Are those of you listening here, Dr. Emoto, a Japanese doctor who showed us that the way that we speak to water mm. can actually create beautiful crystals or ugly crystals, depending on what we say, the formation. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I'm not a name person, but as soon as you give the example, I'm like, yep, totally. Yeah. I hear you. I'm a face <laughs> person. <laughs> Being in the beauty business. Um, so with the idea that we are mostly made up of water, right? So we too are affected in the same way with words. Yeah. So when we think about that and we look at a picture of what happens to water when we say love or gratitude, those being the highest frequencies, that we get these beautiful crystal formations. And just in my work of evolving and growing, it just, it came to me uh, about how, you know, obviously love is a frequency and I was processing that because what I'm really teaching is self-love. Let's just say mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I mean, that's the core of it all. That's what we're all coming back to. Like skincare is a portal to self-care or soul care. Like it's an avenue into deeply nurturing yourself into seeing what is in the way of like, where is it that we don't believe in our self-worth and we are not loving ourselves enough to put ourselves first. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so taking all that in, and then I just started thinking, wait a minute, the way that you know, the way that you look at somebody that you love, you look through the eyes of love and you see this person radiating, or when you look at somebody who is doing the work, like you look at some of these 
really tapped in high vibing people and they have a different level of shine. It's a glow. Yes. It's a glow. Right? There's a glow. There's an energy. It's a turn on. It's a light. And absolutely, yes. you can see it. Once you have felt it, you can see it in anyone you desire. Exactly. Everything you just said. Yes, yes, yes. And so that got me thinking. I was like, you know what? You know, the way beauty makes us feel is a feeling, right? Just like love is a feeling, a vibration, an energy. When we're looking at a beautiful piece of artwork, right? So I started realizing that we are that beautiful piece of artwork. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that when we, I'm getting emotional, that when we look at someone, because sometimes, you know, I'm like, I was saying, I was working so closely with women. If I was doing makeup on someone, you know, I, I, I oh my gosh, she has the most beautiful eyes or what, what, a, what gorgeous lips or look at those cute dimples or you just see something, mm. right? And, and it's this radiating beauty. And when you are really owning, when you're shining your soul through your skin, that, that is what I came to call your own personal beauty frequency. And that's your own power too. Ah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Right. That is you and your power when you were owning all of who you really are. You're claiming all of your beauty. Mm, that. Totally. And it's interesting because we all think, many of us think before we own our own power and step in and claim all our places that we've been hiding uh, and maybe knowing we've been hiding, maybe not, but it's actually more draining to pretend to be something that you are not. It's like It's exhausting exhausting that's so funny that you say that because i had a neighbor I, and we all do that but i had a neighbor that i was close with for a period of time and she'd been through so much trauma in her life and trauma is one of the things i know it's a buzzword today but we all do go through crises and we all do go through pain and loss and some more extreme than the others right and and we don't often have the support or awareness around trauma i mean even sexual trauma hell and most people are walking around very dysregulated they don't even know how dysregulated they are until they're regulated yeah. Right. Yeah, so, you know, 100%. even in corporate America and working and go, go, yeah. go in yeah. the pandemic alone, whether they recognize it or not, that is a traumatic event. That's right? what I talk about. Yes. That's yes. Huge. There's so much that's trauma related that we just don't know because most people haven't been taught about it. Right. And it just, you know, I just witnessed her, the neighbor I was talking about, like running around, like trying to make everything look good on the outside. And she was such a beautiful person. Like I could see so much beauty in her and like really good intent, but so much wounding that she was mm -hmm. trying to keep up this facade because she didn't want anyone to see, you know? Yeah. And that's exhausting and draining. Ultimately, it'll lead to a lot of health issues too. That is a key component, dis-ease, not at ease mm -hmm. to all of the diseases that we see today, 100%. So what did you end up doing to help your neighbor? Did you try? How did that work? You know, good question. I think one of the ways that we help people the most is modeling, right? Mm -hmm. And also seeing people as well. Like it ended up as I got closer, I realized we were not a good fit because she wasn't really doing the work. And I can't really hang out with people that aren't doing the work because all I want is really deep intimacy. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to bless people on, on their journey and you enjoy what you shared and then you say goodbye. Yeah, sometimes uh, they're not ready and yeah. it's just not serving you. Yeah. Typically those kind of relationships might even be draining you. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. That's hard, that is very hard. Let's dive in to how the patriarchy has affected beauty or mm. continues to affect beauty to because affect. there's two parts to power when we're talking about beauty and power there is the power that we can attain by coming back home into ourselves and really having that deep self-love and seeing our inner beauty that you were talking about like that is our own power but then there's also the power of the patriarchy that has stolen for lack of a better word a lot of our innate inner beauty from sometime around you know seven eight nine ten years of age until we reclaim it again yeah it goes it's deep and it does impact us really young 
and it's all over the messages, the imprints in society from our parents or leaders from TV or, you know, commercials, magazines, right? And I think what is really detrimental is that the subliminal messages that we receive from seeing, and now we're, thank goodness, moving towards more representation in different body types and colors and shapes and sizes in marketing and media and print and press and et cetera, right? But a lot of times people we're not able to identify themselves if you don't have this certain body type and this certain look that somebody decided was beautiful. That you're no and, good now. Yeah. Not good enough. Yeah. And that goes to, again, like, I mean, what a crappy feeling, right? At a, for little girls to see, you know, themselves or to not see themselves and to think that, oh, I'm because I have different hair. I mean, fortunately, we're even seeing like, I have curly hair. I've embraced it as I got older, but you know, that's newer that we're seeing and appreciating different hair types other than the just straight long hair. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I remember, do you remember shape magazine? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I think I was 14, 15, 16 and constantly trying to follow the workout routines and the diets that they had in every monthly issue just to be good enough. Right. And if you got the product and then you didn't get the result, it was something wrong with you. If you yes. didn't look that way, that you were told that you would look. Obviously you're not good enough at even following a basic schedule here of 30 days of this many crunches and this many push-ups. Right. Yeah. Or whatever beauty product. Yeah. All of it right that you're supposed to look this that have these results after that amount of time and if you don't get it oh it's me there's something wrong with me yeah. and so like we were saying earlier when we cut off any part of ourselves or we uh reject a part of ourselves we can't show up fully we can't make the impact we came here to make we can't have those deeply intimate relationships mm. that we want to have and i think relationships are the most important thing in the world is people is what it's all about right yeah or the relationship with ourselves. That's the primary, right? Yeah, you can't really have deeply intimate relationships with anybody if you don't have them with yourself. And if you don't feel good about yourself, it comes through in everything you do. It comes through in your parenting. You know, Absolutely. I remember, and I know that everyone's different and I, I don't want to judge this, but it impacted me in a, a curiosity more way more so. My daughter telling me that one of her friend's mothers would not um, change in front of her. And I thought, oh, how bizarre. Like, I'm so comfortable in my body. Like, we're always naked in my house. It's, it's just you know, been my daughter and I the majority of the time, you know, and one of my girlfriends had said to me, oh my gosh, Eve is so lucky that you're so comfortable because she's now so comfortable and you could clearly see it. I mean, there was one point, it was just so freaking funny. My daughter was stretching. She had just learned how to do the splits. And so she was taking her leg up and showing one of my girlfriends who was over and we were digging through my closet. It's actually one of my stylist girlfriends who helps, helps me get dressed at times. And Eve lifts up her legs and she doesn't have any panties on. I was like, oh baby, <laughs> you, you don't have any panties on, you're with JJ. And then she's like, oh, whoops. And then Michelle's like, oh, who cares? I have the same thing. Like, no big deal. And Eve's like, right? And so she showed her uh -huh. stretch again. <laughs> hey, did you just say the JJ though? I did. You did. You, we need to talk like about that. We need to talk about that. Because, yeah, and I love uh -oh. that story that she was so comfortable. <laughs> Yeah. I love that she was so comfortable. That yeah. is like the the epic part that they're just, they're comfortable. And I do the same yes. with the boys. Like I have 22 and 19 now boys and then I'm 17 girl, but I'll go naked or skinny dipping in the hot tub or pool. If they come outside, I'm like, uh, just so you know, you might not like what you see, but I am uh, naked here. And they're like, oh, yeah. And the boys will walk away, but my daughter does not care. She'll come in with me. <laughs> Right. To wear her bathing suit, but she'll come in with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that there's an interesting piece there with um, what we do not name. Yeah, with mm. proper terms. Yeah, we do we do not own. It's so funny that you say that. I taught my daughter to say vagina. I just was like well, saying that. Gonna, I'm gonna back up again because it's not a vagina. Oh my god, am I? In and trouble? I thought the same. <laughs> no, nobody's in trouble. I thought the same. Yeah. Until 40 years of age, it was told it's a vagina, right? It's right. a vagina. It's a 
what is technically it? a vulva. That's right. Did you see me mouthing that? I remember yeah. that now. Now, isn't that funny? But we're not taught that. We're taught yeah. the JJ down there, front bottom, cushy, whatever. There's all these stupid names. Yeah. Yeah. But what do little boys call their body? They know from very young, it's a penis. Yeah. Okay. So I told my daughter wrong because I was taught wrong. I taught her vagina, but it drove totally me bonkers. You. It drove I want me you to bring tons of <laughs> approval in and that's what we're taught. That is what we've been taught. Right. But what right. we don't own, what we don't name properly, we can't reclaim our power on. Yeah. Okay. Thank and you. And that is our body, which is just absolutely brutal. But there's so much shame and beauty shame. And I'm going to eat, what's the opposite of beauty? Um, ugly shaming, ugly shaming know. of yeah. our vulvas, of our pussies yeah. and, yeah, and yeah, our, yeah, yeah, as yeah. a woman, right? Think of the smell and think of the jokes and think of the, you know, things that are just so mm. disgusting in the beauty. It's part of the beauty industry of putting it down. Um, right. It's not from the beauty industry though. It's from the, the patriarchy of putting yeah. women in their place where they want, they want to have more power. So it's right. putting women in their place and not studying our bodies, not like women's bodies. Mm -hmm. Clitoris was not studied until the two thousands. Right. Isn't that weird? Can you, is that not crazy? Yes. It's, Crazy. Right. Right. So it's just bringing it back. You brought it up. I never would have yeah. gone up here, but you know, I'm like, let's like have a little. Yeah. You couldn't let that fly by. Totally. I, I get it. it. Thank because you. I feel so bad because yeah. that's what I thought as well. Yeah. That's what we were taught. Well, but I also was using a jokingly, like using a slang word that I wasn't, I know why you needed to call me out on that. <laughs> that's why I use the term pussy because pussy is more a reclamation of our power, taking back the power of the word and pussy technically includes vulva, womb, your inner essence of who you are, your power center, mm -hmm. your turn on, your light, your glow, your connection to your root, to who you are. So the essence Very of all of interesting. it. Interesting. I haven't made peace with that word publicly. Okay. Like that's something I would say privately, but yeah. I'm hearing you in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to grab a pussy, a reclamation by Regina Thomas shower. That's mama Gina. Yes. Yes, yes. I know we talked about this months ago, didn't you? You want to grab that book until you are comfortable again with reclaiming. Yeah. Any of that. Um, because there's so much disempowerment. And if we're disempowered in one area of our life, how can we fully reclaim the other areas of our lives? Yeah, I get that. So, okay. So I have to ask you something, because there's one thing I did not love about Mama Gina that I heard through other people, which was like, what does your vagina want? Like, or no, 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 I'm sorry. What does your pussy want? And yeah. for me, like, I'm like, I don't need, like, I feel very comfortable in my sexuality. I feel very, very comfortable in my skin. Like that felt to me like strange to say, I didn't understand that. Yeah, no. totally. So what that really is meaning is have you slowed down and like checked in with your body, with your pelvic bowl, with your inner innate wisdom? Have you reconnected enough that you know what you want? Are you following and choosing the thing that brings you pleasure? Or are you doing the thing that you should air quotes be doing what people will approve of or like you for like example, I was like, you know, do you really desire like a full body hour and a half massage um or do you maybe should pay for the 45 minute cheapy one mm. you hear the shit in there yeah right? yeah, yeah totally like, what does your pussy what would really turn, turn on. her on right now and what makes you have that little zing what gives you the little ooh, an hour and a half of massage would be so delicious right now and what is turning you off because if we can trust what our body wants in our intuitive states we can make the decisions that are more aligned we can hire the coach that feels Full body, yes, to like us. A F, yeah, okay. Oh my god, this is so like funny. a fuck, yes. Okay, yes. you know what is so fucking funny because I didn't say this earlier, and I'm gonna try because you've trained me now, so I'm gonna try to use the right terminology here. Hold on. <laughs> when I was just in Mexico, and I would, I would say, like, I would say the yoni knows, like that's something I said. Mm -hmm. I just haven't used the word pussy, but I understand that power, and I'm very 
confident in my own intuitive wisdom. So it came to me like that was something that maybe somebody who was new on their journey would need. I don't know. Mm. But the point is how you said that like, it's a pleasure zone, right? That F yes, you will get the only knows I was in Mexico. And this woman was explaining to me about an intuitive or an intentional creativity process. I was thinking about coming back and studying artwork with her. My whole body lit up. Like I literally got chills in my Yoni. <laughs> mm, yes. So many of us are disconnected that when you say, what do you want? Most women go, I don't know. They have no clue. So it's like a barometer for checking in. A barometer, yeah. What do you want? What turns you on and lights you up? So do you think that is helpful for people who are just awakening or just starting to tap into, to like, is that a good avenue in sometimes for people who are not used to listening or not? Just curious. Yeah, I use it all the time. Even in myself, if I find myself struggling to make a decision, I will slow down, take a few breaths, tap into pussy, tap into pelvic bowl, tap in and go, do you want this? Or do you want this? Is this a yes? Is this a no? And just listening, just feeling. Some people will hear it in whispers. Some people will hear it in um, tingling, turn on sensation. Some people will just know. Other people, you know, right? They're just, so it's that tapping in. What does your pussy want? What does your body want? What do you need? What is a hell fucking yes? Yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. Yeah, and it's a great tip for everybody else listening too. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, and I wanted to say too, the yoni. Yoni is another word that you can totally use to bridge, which is a Sanskrit name for, yeah, for like pussy, it. for vulva. Mm -hmm. um, it covers yeah. the whole, it's all inclusive of what you're talking about. It's not a piece yeah. of, it's not a, a word from the patriarchy as we learned vagina is. <laughs> yes, it's just <laughs> thank brutal. You. Brutal thank that we're taught vagina. me, I know. Edumacating you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's brutal that we are taught that our parts are called the wrong word or we're not spoken of or private parts it is really so disempowering to teach it's, my daughter properly <laughs> i know well we don't know what we don't know right like yeah, totally. we just don't know what we don't know and it's time to reclaim that and with reclaiming our power our beauty and all of that we get to reclaim all of us i think there's a book called the vagina bible that i bought and i think that's oh, yeah. where i learned about the vulva being the actual term for encompassing it all wow yeah yeah it is it is <laughs> but it's, isn't it crazy that we're how old and we're learning what our body parts are called yeah. And you just reminded me that tip is actually so important. Cause like I said, I've known, and I will say the Yoni knows, and I will get those chills there. Right. Mm -hmm. And I used to practice, you know, you go through phases, like we're all, all constantly going through different phases and having to come back to our practices. I have forgotten sometimes to stop and breathe mm -hmm. and listen to her. So mm -hmm. yeah. I will do that more. Thank you. Yeah. A couple minutes of pussy breathing a day is powerful. <laughs> So all you're doing is breathing in and out of your root chakra, breathing in and out of your pussy. Could you breathe in and out of your pussy? And just reconnecting, bringing some oxygen, bringing some blood flow, bringing some slowing down like you were talking about earlier, right? Yeah. And if you try it, like just take a few breaths and try and breathe in and out. Oh, I am right base. now. <laughs> Good. Like mm -hmm. immediately she lights up. She's like, oh, I've been here. I've been waiting for you. So it's really potent to just connect, slow down. I think this is also an avenue to healing trauma. Absolutely. And so is the reclamation of the word pussy. We have been called whores, dirty pussy, all of these words from men over the years, right? In smells and this and that. Like there's so much grossness that's been thrown in that pile. When you can reclaim those words, you take your power back. Okay. So this is going to be personal. Can I share something oh, with you? Bitch so, why, too. Yeah. <laughs> so why is pussy okay in bed to me, but not okay in a conversation like this? Or, you know, like where I wouldn't use it. I love that you're using it in bed. That's so awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Probably the shame. Processing. Probably there's some body or young shame. And I work with a lot of my clients going very somatically into body, but you could check in like, where do you feel the contraction in your body when you talk about pussy right now? 
on a day to day and a regular conversation. There's probably something young, something old, like from when you were young, mm -hmm. that that was like shut off, not safe. So I'm getting these like discomfort since we started this conversation. Did you notice me touching this part here? Like yeah, I'm, we're, we're on video shoulders. for those of you listening in the back of the shoulders, you know, that that area stores like your fascia right there stores mm -hmm. emotional trauma. Yeah, there can be, you, you can have trauma in anywhere in your body. It could show sure. up in your solar plexus. You get to track any place in your body where you're feeling a contraction with something like that coming up. And my suggestion would be, okay, like start breathing into it. Sit with that for five minutes. Welcome the contraction and the pain in your shoulder and just talk to it and go, Hey, you're welcome here. It's okay. I'm not trying to push you away. I'm not trying to change you. Keep breathing into it for a few minutes and then checking in and going, so why are you showing up? What, what do you need you have to tell me what's here? And just listening for the answer. And just listening and there's a whole process that you can go through to you know release it and play with it and some of these pieces in our body mind are very scared and they don't come out for a while they're like nope hard no and it can happen from trauma it can happen from parents it can happen from mean girls like we were talking about there's so many places that we can store trauma and trauma is unresolved emotions like somebody jarred us and we put it away we don't right. we can't get emotional here at school we're not going to cry in front of them push it down put it away i'm fine right so anytime we did that we're storing these imprints in our body. So it makes total sense that while you're reclaiming certain words, it can be the same with going and getting a facial that can make some women want to vomit, giving that kind of self care, they feel guilty, mm -hmm. they feel so upset. And again, you can somatically play with your body and see. So what's the story? What are you holding on to? What is your and I like to use body because we don't we want to get out of the head, because body never forgets body will always have that answer for you. And your body is brilliant, brilliant. Exactly. Your body is the emotions and mind or thoughts, right? Yeah. And the mind's there to, you know, keep you safe, but there's something in there in your body that's, you know, stored and you get to heal that piece and release it and reclaim the places so that you can show up further so that you can do more, right? Like there's all of these pieces. It's all connected. Thank you, coach Kim. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> it was my honor. Seriously. A pleasure. Appreciate it. Pleasure. That's your thing. It was such a pleasure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Awesome. I and I think during the, the um, leaf blower break, you also said, um, what did you say? <laughs> there was a leaf blower break for audience who's listening. There was somebody who wanted to hang out with us for a while blowing a leaf blower. Um, it was something about just the disempowerment of our bodies and sexuality. And that's where we come from. Right. So how can we be disempowered? And it's, it's all of it. It's, it's so it weird that we're kind of so prudish about our bodies and about sexuality, especially in the, you know, North America, I'd say mm -hmm. like they're a little mm -hmm. more open in South America and in Europe about their bodies. Like I yeah. don't like bras and I can Ugh. definitely see the judgment when I have, it's obvious that I don't have a bra, but I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't, I don't who says I have to wear a bra? I don't have to fucking wear a bra. Sorry. I, I love say it. That, right. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I why should I have to wear a bra? Pussy and sex. It yes, makes you more comfortable that I'm not wearing. <laughs> it make you more comfortable whether I wear a bra or not. Isn't that weird? I, I know there is such shame and the patriarchal system made the bra as well. That's part of the beauty industry. That's part of the power of, right? Like it's all messed up. I have not worn a bra 99% of the time since we started COVID, which I love, same, same. which I don't have one on now as I grab my boobs. Um, there's actually muscles in our breasts that don't develop when we, when we wear a bra. Is that any bra or is that like underwire push-up bras? bras? Any bras. It's actually healthier for us to not wear a bra because we develop muscles so that they don't sag. It's like guys walking around with a jock strap on, like how every day would that be? Right? Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, there's different ways you can do, you know, a five minute breast massage every day for a month and you will notice your boobs actually go up a little bit more. A little lift. Uh, yep. Oh yeah. I knew that. Of course. That it's makes so sense. Cool.
It's yeah. so cool. So yeah, bra is just another way for them to, uh, it's part of the beauty industry. It's part of telling us what we should look like, how we should look, what we should wear, all of these things. Yeah. I have a little story. So my, husband, my husband didn't know what to get me for Christmas. And on Christmas Eve, he was like, oh, I'll get her some makeup. And he had my daughter texting me. And I was like, okay, if it was from her, but then I was like, is this from like my husband kind of thing, your dad? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's like a vacuum. No. Like, yeah, like receiving a vacuum when it yeah. comes from the same system <laughs> that has set us up that we need to wear makeup to uh, every day to be presentable. Right. Versus, ah, that makes me think of something. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think that's an effect of the patriarchy. You were saying this in post beauty that if we are told that we're not beautiful, then we, that's where the consumerism comes in. That's where the reaching and reaching and reaching and, you know, getting us to buy all these things for the answers and us to coat and cover and reject all of who we really are physically, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't be all of who you are spiritually if you're covering up and not only who you are physically, like the temple that you're rocking. You came in, right? In yeah. this temple, in this lifetime for a reason. It's feeding the idea that we're not good enough. Right. And so there's a different way of putting on makeup than rejecting yourself. Like if you're like, oh God, I hate my, oh, I hate my eyes. And you're just like, oh, how can I fix this? Right. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Or like, oh, why did I have such little lips? I hate these lips or whatever it is. And you're trying to cover or the marks on your face are trying to cover versus if you are choosing to adorn yourself that particular yes. day, because you enjoy the process of, or enjoy the look of, or the pop of color, and you're doing it like, mm, I'm just going to do a little bit of this. That feels good. That looks good. I like that. Yeah. Right. That's very I different. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you do to reclaim natural inner beauty over the power dynamics that are tried to, to put on women? Well, <laughs> other than rejecting and like going braless and that the other things that we're talking about going, screw you, Keep I'm going to do Let's... me. I'm me. Yes. More <laughs> examples, more and more and more. Um, you know, well, one of the ways that we claim our inner beauty is through slowing down, mm. you know, and we're taught to speed up again. And I think so much of the way that you know, our culture, our lifestyles, the world is set up. It's not set up for deep connection, for our intuition. When we slow down, we're able to tap into how we feel and our intuition and what feels good. And we're able to connect to source, to God, to your infinite wisdom, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing. So really taking your time and slowing down, I think is also one of the most important things to building your intuition, which is your own feminine wisdom. Like we all have masculine and feminine. We, we know this, yeah. right? Most of us know this uh, for those of you who don't right? men or women or whatever you came in as we and had a podcast parts, episode four ago was masculine and feminine. So if you're right, not sure, great. go listen to that next. Yeah. <laughs> and so the feminine trait, one of the feminine traits is your intuition. And so when we can claim our intuition, right, that also helps us embody and reclaim some of our personal power because women were often put down yes are looked down upon as, you know, and my mother, for instance, you know, the, the way that in the past women stayed home with children, it wasn't as highly regarded, you know, that was their role, but it wasn't really as highly regarded as a man who was going to work. I'm saying the extremes here, obviously. Right. Yeah. And so my mother was taught that. And my mother was brilliant in so many different and unique ways, including incredibly intuitive so much so that I could not get away with Jack. <laughs> she knew. Nice. That is Mom good. Knew. <laughs> it's good for her and bad for you. I'm so it's awful. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that that is a personal, unique power trait that you have when you can claim your intuition and inner knowing and trusting yourself. Yeah, that leads to trusting yourself, which leads to confidence and which confidence. Leads to glow. <laughs> <laughs> you see the path, yeah. but confidence, as you likely know, is one of the ways that we 
reclaim our power because we're not listening to what you say because no i know i trust myself i know i'm worthy i know i'm beautiful i know i'm capable i don't have to do it that way my guidance is telling me otherwise and i'm going to listen mm -hmm. because i know that i do well when i listen to my inner guidance and then we can listen and avoid relationships or careers or job offers that aren't fully aligned to us to us oh, which is the disconnection right when we're disconnected and not feeling aligned we get stuck in circumstances that are not healthy for us right 100 but when we yeah. can come back and really embrace our inner beauty i love the slowing down reconnect to who we are also adding of course reconnecting to body and yes. to trust um somatically feeling in body and really reconnecting and that's why i choose sexuality because i found that that is the portal to our quick fast it's like tap into who you are like in an instant because it is one of the biggest places we have been disempowered so it's also the fastest reclamation. Uh, of course. It's like a quick, mm. and we hold so much conditioning and trauma through that, like so much. It comes into power, it plays with money, it plays with all of the places, but the sexuality for a woman reclamation is so, so quick and fast. And that includes following your pleasure on the whole, right? Not just in the bedroom, but what does light you up? What does turn you on? What is aligned for you? What is a good decision? What's not, it's all connected. Well, yeah, your creative center, your, your second chakra, right? Yeah. That's where we create from your sexual energy is your creation yeah. energy. It's everything you want to create in your life, right? Yeah. And I use and work with all the chakras as well in my work, because I'm trained in Tantra uh, and sacred sexuality and all that. So we're playing with and, and Taoism as well. So we're playing with all of these energies and cycling and drawing up sexual energy, creative life force energy through your entire body. And you're playing with that, which is then expanding your power. It's expanding your voice. It's expanding your love, your self-love, right? We can keep going through all the chakras. Like there's so many places that we have been disempowered of and through. And when we can reclaim those, that beauty, that real true inner beauty and that confidence that you're talking about, yeah. it's ours for the having. It always was ours. Yeah. We just lost it. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It also makes me think one of the tips I'll share tips for y'all listening yes. right now is that often we have rejected our body, right? Yeah. And we leave our body with trauma or like we were talking about just rejecting our beauty. And so a simple thing that you can start to do if you feel like, yeah, I want to connect with my body more or yes, I do. I, I, I don't love my body yourself enough putting lotion on your body mm -hmm. in a really loving way. Like it could be warm oil where you're just nurturing, like you're, you're and, you know, and, and having soft skin, there are health benefits to having soft hydrated skin. People yeah. don't often realize like your skin is a purging organ, you know, by design, whatever's not coming out your pee, your poo, or your sweat is coming out of your skin. So there's health factors involved when skin is really dry mm -hmm. and dehydrated, it cannot purge. So Ooh, just FYI, that's a good, mm -hmm. yeah. so it's like multitasking here in the best calm way. But so saying really, thank you. Yes. Yeah. And loving you, like really like loving your body up and then if there's a particular area of your body that you know that you've judged or rejected like you thought your butt was too big or it wasn't big enough or your legs or the stretch marks or whatever it is that you've rejected you could write a little love letter to mm -hmm. that part of your body would be my invitation yeah absolutely yeah. a big one is bellies too right women don't like their bellies and this one has really helped you can even just thank your belly for keeping you safe because it's actually where your toxins and all that shit gets stored is all through our center so you can thank your belly for keeping you safe you can thank your belly for carrying babies if you've had babies you, you know you can actually start to find the places that you could thank that body part for that you could even if you don't love it you could and if you can just practice that that one's huge that yeah, especially for women, like you said, if you've carried babies, because sometimes that's an easy way to bring in gratitude to be like, mm -hmm. okay, belly, thank you. Thank or, you. okay, my big, beautiful, strong thighs for allowing me to, to hold my daughter or my, you know, my bringing my children yeah. in and walk with them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love that one. That one's good. Another one is um, 
walking by the mirror and winking at yourself, right? You can do that many times a day and even adding it up going, hey, sexy. It is a game changer. Do you know how many women can't look at themselves in the mirror and just wink and smile? Yeah. Any, and it's a huge practice, like try it for a week and some women can't even, you know, it's like, just force yourself to try it and start, you know, changing that self-love, start seeing and loving who you see in the mirror, just like it was your best friend or your child mm -hmm. or somebody else you love. We, we can be so, so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Someone else that you love the most, which should be you. <laughs> yeah. Children are often easier to see. 100%. Look at them great... and pretend, pretend you're talking to them. That's great to, to blow a kiss at yourself. Or what did you say? Hey, wink, sexy, wink, beautiful. Blow a kiss, mm -hmm. sexy. And do that all day long like all day long. It is very, it is game changing. You'll see your glow start to reclaim. That's awesome. That <laughs> you had another one, the compliments one. Uh, what did I have? Re Was that receiving compliments? Because mm, we're yeah. so bad at that. Like you were just saying how women are really bad often in general at looking in the mirror and, and owning their beauty and winking at themselves. The same thing with like when somebody else notices your beauty and gives you a compliment. How often, here's the question for you, lovely listeners. How often do you actually reject a compliment when someone says, oh my God, your hair looks amazing. You're like, oh, I haven't washed it in days or I need to get it done. My color is no, just say, thank you. Yeah. Just say, thank it. you. You know, what's funny is that I am really good at taking compliments and because I've done a lot of work on myself, you know, yeah. I've been a lifer in this and it's like the both of us, it seems right. I've done quite a bit of work on ourselves. So I, um, I, there's an intuit who channels and she was sharing a message she received was that, uh, when somebody says, a compliment to you. Sorry, I'm trying to pull this file out. I'm like, yeah. wait, what was it exactly? This is a while open ago. the drawer, that find the right <laughs> file. Okay, I found the file. It was Lisa. Okay. <laughs> menopausal <laughs> hormones. Totally <Hey>, menopausal <laughs> hormones. <laughs> when someone gives you a compliment to like she got the message to just say, right? Or I know, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I do that. Like I already do that. Yeah. So it's good. Thank you. Yeah. So own that compliment. Own yeah. that. People generally want to throw a quick excuse why it's not good yeah. really quickly. And the yeah. best way I like to, you know, refer to is like, pretend you took a bite of muffin, say thank you. And then took a huge bite of muffin and your mouth's so full, you can't show you anything. There's nothing yes. else that can come out. <laughs> and it can feel really uncomfortable for people in the beginning to receive those compliments. But if you keep practicing and saying thank you, it's a powerful one. And if you want to take it up a notch, it's thank you. It's true. Yeah, exactly. That's true thing, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Thank you. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which That's we, we awesome. use that amongst a whole pile of different friends. Depends who, I won't say that one, but it's true to everyone, but mm -hmm. to a lot of people that I know play with the same language is like, thank you. It's true. Right. Just receiving that. Yeah. That's beautiful and important. And, yeah. Any other tips to help reclaim our inner beauty and power? Yeah. You know, one of the other things is sort of similar to what you had shared. One of my other secrets is getting up in the morning and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you look more beautiful today than you did yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay. So there's that. And at night saying your I am's like really right. There's something about the last five minutes before you go into bed, you're already getting into your subconscious and that's how we seal in whatever it is that we're thinking about. Right. So if we can, instead of sitting there worrying at the last five minutes before bed, a lot of times people are replaying where we're thinking about the ways in which our day didn't go the way that we wanted to, or the mistakes that we made. And if we can retrain our brain at night to say, I am doing way better than I think. Like maybe it's just starting there if you can't, because you can't jump from A to Z sometimes. So you've got to have, you got to have a bridge, right? And so if it feels too extreme yeah. to say, I'm freaking amazing, then just say, I'm doing way better than I know. Like, I know yeah. that I'm on the right track and I know that I'm really smart. Like say the things that you know about yourself and that you really do. Yeah. And you can keep kind of going from there and building on that. I love that. And you can even move it into brags or celebrations at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And it could be a shitty day. It could be the shittiest day where you fought with somebody, but can you brag or celebrate that you actually held your ground and stood up for yourself and created a boundary? Can you brag and celebrate that, you know, 
you're going to bed at an earlier time or that you did something for yourself that day that you looked in the mirror and winked at yourself just once we're very quick to jump to the yeah but and don't no just do the three things that you can celebrate they're the three yeah. i am's the three things that you can really celebrate yourself that was powerful yeah that's important thank you too i love that because we often focus on the negative it's like the primal brain to protect ourselves we'll remember the things yeah. that went wrong and so we have to really train ourselves to remember the things that went right what went right today exactly and which brings in tons of approval and compassion and love acceptance which is so so important so I so important that. i love that too so i love this we could go on for hours i'm sure i'm sure um but what is one last thing that you'd love our listeners to know you are meant to shine like children do, just like Marianne Williamson says, we are all meant to shine. And no matter how far you have deviated from your path right now, you know, whether you've squashed your voice or rejected yourself, or just know that you're not on track, that you are still yourself at the core, that you still have that calling that you can answer. There's still that tug and that guiding light that you can return home at any time. I love that. So good. Yeah. And there's tons of beauty and tons of power when we do, right? When we reclaim that yes, and just really reconnect to who we are and show up in the world and do what we're here meant to, what we're here. Oh my gosh. What we are <laughs> meant to do here. That. <laughs> that, that. We are going to drop all of your links in the show notes as well, Lisa, but is there any place specifically that you love to hang out on that you want people to find you on? I spend most of my time on Instagram at I am Lisa Eddy. And I also have a gift for your listeners. We can put oh, in the cool. show notes yes, as please. well. <laughs> yeah, the seven secrets to radiant skin. Oh, sweet. Okay, awesome. That. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And that's perfect. Thank you. Yay. Okay. Thank you. It was a pleasure today to spend this time with you and the beautiful community that you've cultivated. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much. It really was as well. And till next time, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group, Get Your Sexy Back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you. 